Hello, my friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here, and I'm so glad that Allison Sullivan is back. She took a little break over the summer. She uh, comes on and shares what she was up to this summer. It's actually a pretty uh, cool story, a pretty cool mission that she uh, was involved in. I also reveal something about my summer that I've been dealing with all summer, and I haven't told you about. And now I'm finally telling you, and that leads to some funny conversations. We also talk about our guy Moses and how uh, some of his decisions from 4,000 years ago can still teach us and apply to our lives today. We also talk about uh, positive reinforcement. We did a big segment probably about four or five months ago about negative reinforcement. Today, we're doing the flip side about um, how positive reinforcement works. I hope that you enjoy today's show. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Enjoy. Welcome back to Forte Catholic, both listeners and Allison Sullivan. Hi there. I'm glad that you're back. It's uh, You're here for the first time in two months. Is it two? I knew that you would know exactly. But you've only been gone from the audience for one month because of the magic of recording (gasps) early. Trickery. I could tell things were on the ropes for a little while, so I was like, hey, we should get one in the can. And I was right. <laughs> you could see me dwindling. Yeah. You know, like a sound effects of the, you know, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, starting to spiral. So, uh, I mean, however, isn't it an improvement to be able to catch it before instead of experiencing it on the show? Yes, no. Although no. you, you, do like, you do like a good meltdown, a good public meltdown. I yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> I do think that uh, I do know you a little bit better. So there's part of that. But also, yeah. uh, I love spiraling, spiraling, Allison. Also, I love, I love, can I, can I, can I complain for a second? Sure. Okay. Why not? What would you do if I said no, please? Uh, do it anyway. I what I don't understand. Yes. Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. Because like, and I don't know if this is, I, I've legitimately thought about this for, I, I haven't thought about it in two months, but I thought about it at the beginning of your little two months. You, you said, I need a break because there's a lot of stuff going on in your life. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But I think you associate my house with work. No, oh, for sure. Because you record your show here, right? Yeah. But even if life is crazy, I mean, how hard is it to come over here for an hour a month? Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, mm-hmm. I, and you're not the only co. Like I've had this, I've had co-hosts now for five years. Yeah, and people like everybody mm-hmm. is like, I need a break for multiple months. I'm like, has it really gotten so bad? Yeah, that you, uh, the Lord asks you, can, can can you not sit with me for an hour mm-hmm. once a week? I only ask once a month, and y'all are like, it's too much. Is it me? Like, <laughs> This, there's a lot going on right here. First of all, anytime you liken yourself to the Lord, I am just so tickled. Okay, so so there's that. Well, all last week's episode, I showed examples where I was better than him. All this week's episode, like this example, he's clearly better than me. I just hate how close I have to sit next to you when you start saying these things. The irony stricken. is I've already been shot. Been shot. It's true. It's true. And it phased you not much. Like you're like, Touching it again. I'm like, I feel like you should be wearing rubber. Everything <laughs> everything in this room shocks me. Uh, I, I've gotten it fixed multiple times. So it, it's a faulty outlet from my previous owners. They they suck. I don't like them. Uh, but 
I got it fixed, but they told me it was going to be a temporary fix. So I was getting shocked. Yeah. Ever since I moved into this space, being yeah. the, the office and the recording studio, I was getting shocked. And I was like, okay. I paid them a few hundred bucks. They came out and they put, they, they uh, to their credit, they was like, hey, we'll put this. It'll help. But we're not sure if it's a permanent solution. Because yeah. essentially, the wiring from he- here, everything that's plugged in currently to make this show happen, like there's a wall right there that wasn't original to the house as the previous owners. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this because I, I don't go inside the walls of my house, but when the electricians were here, they did. And they were like legitimately to get power in this room. The previous owners took a, like a regular extension cord sniped off each half and just connected wires to it. And that's how mm-hmm. we have power in here. Uh, so we got it fixed. And then, so they came back last week, our house never had a ground. So like, Lightning strikes our house. It just goes into the house. Like it doesn't go into the ground like it's supposed to. So I spent another five, six hundred bucks on that, mm. which is not the, on a ground. It's not the money you want to be spending. No, you know, like I have no, plenty nothing of other sexy things. about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, and I'm still getting shocked. And you're still like not wearing shoes. Can I just tell you that if something was shocking me in my home, I would have many, many precautions. You're like, ouch, that hurt, expletive. And then nothing. Yeah, like, there's say, no I did change. Not say ouch. <laughs> it's like, you're being very kind. <laughs> um, so everything in this room shocks you. And cl- by the way, is it just a matter of time before we go down in flames? Maybe. Like, is it okay? Great. Um, Aren't you glad you're back? <laughs> exits, exits. I know where they are. We're good. I don't need rubber. I have blubber. The, <laughs> that was funny. The electricity just like goes into I don't think me. that's a thing though. I think it's just more to burn. It, it doesn't get, like, even if I had rubber sh- sold shoes on, it wouldn't make it there. It just stops at the gut. All the electricity, I, like I currently have a six pack from those. It's like, it's like those things that like used to like, you'd, you'd put it on your belly and it would shock you. And that's how you got a six pack. Oh, you know what uh, talking about? Uh, uh, that's, that's what this does. That's, that's my workout plan. We're clearly not very sciencey. <laughs> now your former owners, on the other hand, those are some real very scientists. Sciencey, very Okay, sciencey. But so everything in this room shocks you, including your co-hosts and needing a break from you. I I think what I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think what happens is that like I need a clear schedule. And so cuz you're right. It does not take a lot of effort and once I am here, I'm like, "Oh, I like it here and I like Taylor and this actually isn't hard." Right. And then I do leave in a better mood, but it is a little bit like working out. I'm going to be There's honest. There's no where way it's you like, always leave in a better mood. Usually, I would say I would say 90% of the time. I would that, say 95% of the great. time. That's great. That's better than I assumed. Really? I assumed it was close to 50/50. You think you piss me off every, like 50% every t- every of the time? T- every time you leave, I'm like, "Well, Guess I'll see her in three months because she's going to ask for a break after that one. (laughs) Or maybe never. Um, So I do. I always leave glad that we could, you know, chat um, about who knows what. Like, you know, I never know. And that's fine. Like, I'm good with that now. To be fair, I usually do. Today, I I didn't know. I know. know. We we, we, we were like, hey, we're just going to hit record. I just got shocked. It'll be fine. It'll It'll come to me. It'll be a good time. No, I've made peace with that. Um, But I do think that what's happening is that the co-hosts are like, I need a clear schedule. And then you're like, except I don't even take that much of your schedule. And I think that there's like some amnesia on our part that it actually isn't that hard and that it actually is a good time. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of things kind of marrying up on our part and your part. I think part of it too is that like, you're here for an hour, but I milk it. Like we record for an hour, 
that footage gets released a week to two weeks later. The next week after that, it's posting like five reels of the two of us together. Yeah. Like, it feels like you're here all the time. You were here for 65 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I post, you know, I, I t- they're like, I think that's part of it. It's like, it it extends for a while. You're like, yeah. I, wasn't I just there? No. You no. weren't just here. <laughs> it's actually been a while. Um, No, it is good to be back. I, I did need a break from a certain kind of work because I was doing another kind of work. As, so. ex- as excuses go. It was a pretty good one. Thank you. I, I wasn't at, as mad or upset about this break as I have been about previous good, ones. Good, good. Uh, because I was like, okay, uh, if she's ever going to go crazy, like truly crazy, this might be it. So uh, I know you're not going to tell us all the all the uh, grimy details or whatever, but uh, yeah. you did have a lot going on this summer that was different than your normal life. Yeah, it was unexpected. So if you are listening and if you're a parent, for me, when I was a parent of little kids, I tried to get by on talent alone. Like I did not do, I'm just going to be honest that I did not do a lot of investigating on how to be a really great parent. Um, I just kind of followed my instincts. Clearly. Sorry, that was just too much. Well, they, they just, <laughs> they keep turning out so awesome though that they I'm do. like, um, but I did not do a lot of like reading or learning or studying on how I just followed instincts and trusted. I don't know. But you also like, you were a teacher of little kids. Like you had training in this stuff. True. Good, good point. And I was around a lot of other moms. And so like there's gaps, you know, like there's things that you're not very good at and you just kind of marry up with people. And it's like, you're this organ and I'm this organ and together we're a body. And isn't that, which organ do you think that you are most like an elbow? That's not an organ. <laughs> it's, just, it's a, it's a just, body part. It's just right. not an organ. You're right. You're right. What do you think I am, Taylor? Uh, You're going to say I'm the liver. No. <laughs> Livers are so gross. Um, I, I was going to say the heart. That's the first thing that comes really? to my head. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. Okay, so what I did do. I couldn't think of anything funny, so I had to be genuine. That sucked. <laughs> and that is a Taylor fail right there. That is a Taylor fail. Um, it's an Allison win. Um, when my kids were little, I did know to pray or I had heard to pray that, um, when they're older, you want your house to be the house. Oh yeah. yeah. You want your house to be the one that they kind of gather. And what was happening is, is that wasn't happening. Um, and, and I was sad about it. Which is interesting. It's just interesting because I just assumed it always was because mm-hmm. I've heard you say this before. I've heard other parents say this before, mm-hmm. and I've been a little rubbed the wrong way off of it because mm-hmm. I feel like I, just this is just from my experience growing up as a kid. It's like it tended to be the nicer house where people oh. went, and like we don't have the nicest house of like right. my kids' friends. So I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm being told I'm a bad parent because I don't make as much money as as other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But it's interesting to hear you say that because like you do have a nice house and I assumed it always was because it has been, I guess because it has been recently. Interesting. But it's interesting that it wasn't. That's an assumption I, that I made that was incorrect. Yeah. And I can debunk that actually because my house growing up was um, the gather house and we did not at all have the nicest house. Um, it was, there was um, a thing that my parents did that made us feel attended to but independent so there was like this this 
great mix of, hey, we're here. It's not helicopter parenting, but you have a helicopter on call. (laughs) Yes. Whenever I need a helicopter, I just pick up my cell phone. (laughs) But we don't have to hear it if we don't want to, and we don't think it's hearing us. (laughs) And so um, they just struck this really great balance of providing a nurturing home without making us feel hovered over. So perfect analogy. Okay. So... um, that wasn't happening. Which is ironic because the only people that have helicopters on call are rich people. Like I literally was thinking about succession. That's just a very funny thing that I didn't realize until (laughs) just now. That's funny. Okay, keep going. So my son was at a new school and I was not meeting his friends. You you know that in our St. Joe's Catholic private school community, you already know everybody. There's not- I met them in pre-K. I don't need to meet them again in ninth grade. And there's there's no mystery. (laughs) Like there's no mystery about who your kids are hanging out with. You know them, you know their siblings, you know their parents. And For better or worse. <laughs> yes. And I had no clue what was going on in my son's day that now he was in public school. And so I was longing for his friends to come over and he felt embarrassed to have his friends over because we had the probably the nicer house. Ah, see, we it's a full circle. <laughs> if you have too nice of a house, it's yeah. also like being poor. Yes. <laughs> so Um, So I would ask and he would shrug and I would ask and he would shrug. And then I got to know his friends through some sports because I'm such a genuine sports fan. I will like punch you in excitement and like. Now, genuine is a kind term in my brain. The not kind term. is Insane. I was going to say rabid. You've already hit me three times since we've gotten here. You hit me a lot more when we're watching sports. You're a violent sports I'm a violent spectator. (laughs) So. What that led to with his friends is taking them by the shoulders and saying, you are a star. You are a star out there. So their friends are like, you know, they love me because I tell them that they're awesome athletes and whatever. (laughs) And so so the school was only a couple of blocks away from our house. And so what happened is that they would start to ask Silas, we know where you live. Like we see you walking, you know, to school. Can we come over after school? And it got to a point where he couldn't say no. So. As much as I had been praying for this since my kids were little, it started happening. And when it started happening, it started happening in the most um, beautiful and complex and tragic and holy ways. And our house this summer, because people are working their butts off and their kids are home alone, um, what started happening this summer is that it became not just for fun, but a necessity. And so, I probably had 10 extra teenagers on the daily. I learned a lot about how to prepare um, big meals for cheap. Um, I had to parent my other kids so very intentionally so that it didn't they didn't feel forgotten in a lot of the drama and trauma that was happening. Um, kids were at our house for all sorts of different reasons. So don't think that if someone was at my house that they have some like, you know, sinister thing going on in their home. Um, Unless it's your actual kid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was dramatic. It was traumatic. Um, There there was a lot. There was a lot going on. And um, so that involved a lot of in-depth conversations just with coaching other people's kids. It involved a lot of relationship making with other people's parents. Um, It involved a lot of heavy, heavy parenting of my own kids. And then um, a lot of yeses to my other children who also wanted to have friends over. 
not out of necessity, but out of fun. And Can you so, wait till next summer, honey. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think this is going to be on repeat. But essentially, like, I mean, even at the end of the summer, I repeat. still. All right, we're we're going to have to record every week in May. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> for some good that. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, um, just because you're, I'm, I'm. You said I'm foreseeing to it. To be able I to, foresaw yeah. it a few weeks early. Now I'm seeing it in yeah. a year. Early. I thought you meant after it was all said and done. It's like you want some. Yeah. No. 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 Um, <laughs> Preventative. Measures. Yes. Exactly. So all that to say, our doors were just flung wide open, and our house was filled, and there were air mattresses, and we piled in like puppies, and I was having, of course, um, I'm not naive about things. And so I was having to be very physically present a lot. Like I couldn't be away from home with, um, young kids and a house full of teenagers. And so it was just a very intentional season of coaching, guiding, shepherding, parenting, loving well. So you mentioned earlier that when you were parenting your own kids mm-hmm. that you didn't like, you said like, Oh, I'm just doing it off a of skill. Setting up like that. You did more this time but i don't think you had time to do more so did you do this all off of skill Um, as well (laughs) there was a lot of like we were talking about organs um there was a lot of i need help um with this one thing or this one thing is over i am um i'm in over my head with this one issue Mm. um or this one issue needs a professional or they have asked for me to address something and I feel like I only have one good piece of a pie and I need more pieces. So I was doing, and that was the other thing. Like I literally had no voice for a lot because I was on the phone all day long, just gathering. Also my favorite time for you to be here. (laughs) When I'm like sultry, trying to seduce people with my, yeah, or smokers cough, what have you. (laughs) You find me attractive. (laughs) Here I thought I was cute. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So like just, you know, a lot of, of reaching out and, and gathering people and yeah. You mentioned a couple of times in, in text or in person when I did see you that mm-hmm. you said it's the most important thing you've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been on this show at least a few times. Mm-hmm. I, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, but <laughs> I, I don't have a right to be offended, but you've done a lot of cool things in your yeah, life. Thank you. you. You've been you've been a parent. You've been a husband. It's so like, I get it. Because anytime you say something like this is the I, I've been struggling. We'll get back to you in a second. But like I've been saying like somebody this su- uh, Sunday asked me like, oh, like, are you still like riding off the high of the state championship? Oh, I'm right, like, right, right. like, no, no one's thought about it in four months. And I'm mm. like, I think about it every day. Because I think I I think it's mm-hmm. my greatest accomplishment, right. and I say that knowing that I have a wife. That I, I know, right, like, but right. but for me, like with, with like people say like, oh, your wedding day. I'm like, yes, the wedding day was special, but that's that is true. But also, it's like one day out of the last 13 years that I've loved my wife. So it's like it's it's over sure. the course of you yeah. know 13 years or whatever. Yeah. Same with my kids. It's like their birth. Like honestly, birth probably one of the worst days I had with my kids. Not not the easiest day with my yeah. kids, you know. Like so, it's like yes, it's special, but it's like there was just something special about that day. And I, I will probably talk more about it later, but like like you're saying, like it's the can, most special. And there's there's a reason. Yes. Right? So can I guess the reason? Sure. I think that it is because you know there is no one else that could have done that. Th- that's that's part of it. That's part of, that that's part of what makes me proud. But also, it's because like you, we were talking about the St. Joe's community earlier. It's like. I I went through this with with a buddy of mine the other day. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. 
no one else knows what's going on, what was going on in those girls' lives. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the fact that they stepped up and did mm-hmm. it. Like it's like like you said, there's hard family stuff. That, mm-hmm. Like life is hard. Like life's not just easy. And the fact that we came and we did it together, there, there's there's part of it is that like because I. You know, I yes, I got to running college, and like everybody says, like oh, I would have been special if I wouldn't have gotten hurt. It's like no, I, like I was running in college, and I ripped my hamstring, and it was over. You're like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't yeah. a J- J- JV football player saying I'd have made the league, and right, right, right. you know, hurt right. my tummy. You know, like, yeah. no, like I was actually pretty good. <laughs> like so, it makes me mad that other people say it because when I say it, it makes me so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, but part of it was like I never got to finish and accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So like, I got to do it as as a coach instead of as an athlete a big part of it is that like a lot of my accomplishments all, all like have been like but either by myself or with like one other person where, like nobody else cares yeah. you know mm-hmm. like where it's like it's 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 harder to celebrate as a group but like yes. celebrate getting to celebrate something that we all accomplish together with everybody like we had to celebrate not only with like the, the, the coaching staff but with the girls but also with like the community like there were i don't know a hundred people there watching when like our school doesn't have a hundred people at it like yeah. it, was a, it was a big deal you right know? right right um so that that's a big part of it. There's a lot of aspects that lead into it being like probably one of the most special days of my life. Yeah. But like so so like so like so I so, I get you even if nobody else does it. Yeah, you said yeah, like yeah. this is one of the most important things. I about. feel like when I give a talk, there are probably 20 people in the room that can do what I just did. That's not true at all. What that's it's not true. Really kind of you. It's like it's like it's <laughs> that number is ridiculous. I would accept it if you said one or two. Okay. Because you've been in rooms with like fancy people. You know what I mean? Like it, it like you've been in a room with me and Catherine Whitaker. Like me and Catherine pro- probably give a pretty good talk too. Yes. But like 20? Come on. You're not that bad. You, you, <laughs> I was just about to say, ironically, that you have always been super supportive of like h- how I speak. So thank you. But when I write something, I'm like, there's 20 other people that could have taken on this topic and done a great job. There is, there was something about what happened and how everything married up that I was like, I feel pretty um, divinely inspired and uniquely gifted. Oh, I see. To do this. That's what you were were saying about mine. It's like, you were like, you you were the perfect person in the right, you were the perfect person in the right place, in the right time. And no one else could have done it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's really interesting. That was the theme of the Ahsoka episode that came out in Star Wars last night. So I'm just saying, oh. we're we're on the same. The Holy Spirit and the Force aren't the same thing, but they're agreeing today. Nice. <laughs> they fist bumped. Um, but that is passes by in the night. <laughs> that, that's a great image. The invisible Force and the invisible Holy Spirit passing in the night and fist bumping might be my favorite mental nice. image I've come up with in weeks. That was great. We need to have Andy Shaggy Cordy like make it Ex- happen. Except it's invisible. That's why it's yeah. funny. <laughs> You can't create it because it's invisible, Allison. I feel like he could do that. Um, okay, so yeah, there would. I want Annie to send us a picture of a window. We ne- <laughs> this is invisible. I did it. <laughs> um, I there was also a measure of. So not only did I feel like I was the only person that could have done that, and th- it's hard. It's this is kind of awkward or hard for me, but like I feel like I'm the only person that could have done that in that circumstance that well. Like it went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much holiness that happened and wonderful conversations and good coaching. And then like reaching out to um, like community and families of like, 
this isn't a, a tense situation that I have your child. I actually feel like because you're letting me, I get to come alongside you. I do not think my home is better than yours. Um, and so there was just a lot of relationship building and the whole thing was just beautiful and a marvel. And it's one of those things where I do not feel like, oh, I got to, you know, um, transform a bunch of young people's, I am, tra- I am transformed. And I mean it like I am better. I am holier. I, it, this was my reception, my receiving. Um, I'm just no, so, so I grateful. don't accept that. I don't accept that. It's I, both. It's always both. It's an exchange. It's an know, exchange. I, <laughs> it's one of my pet peeves. An exchange? Uh, no. Love needs so, a giver and a receiver. They taught me more than I taught them. I was like, bullshit. Like, I think you taught them a lot more than they taught you. Yes, it was, was it good for you? And did you learn stuff? Sure. But like, I, I, I it's one of my pet peeves. Like when teachers I, are like, my kindergartners taught me more than I taught them. I'm like, then you suck. <laughs> they didn't know their ABCs. Did you know your ABCs? Yeah. So I, it, it's it's a way you were you were you were being truly humble for a minute. Being truly humble was like, I really think that I did a good job and that I was in the right yeah. part for this. So you and then you tried to be false humble. You don't like, think I mean it. Uh, no, I think you're trying to be a, uh, what you think a good Christian would say. I, that means you don't think I mean it. I am telling you, I know more about this world than I knew before. I know right, but more. You wouldn't have been able to do it if you weren't already equipped to do it. But I am made better by knowing the intricacies of people's lives. So they're, they're gift to me was that they let me see it mm-hmm. and then my gift to them is that I got to coach and encourage or whatever but in those that giving of gifts there is a reception of gifts and I know more about people I know more about the world I know more about struggle I know more about mental illness and addiction and poverty I know more about um, not having family around I know more about people because of what they let me enter into with them. And I think that I am a better friend. I'm a better Christian. I'm a better person. I have a bigger heart. I am so changed. I'm so grateful. Uh, and I'm happy for you. I'm just saying that I think you changed more lives than changed you ultimately. So let's use marbles because you didn't lose your marbles. So I think this is a final thing. We're using another little example. Okay. Let's say your cup is a hundred marbles. Yeah. And it is full of what they've given. These are the marbles you received back mm-hmm. for, for giving to them. These are the marbles you Okay. 100 marbles. Your cup is full. How many total people came and went through your house this summer? Um, I mean, 30, let's just say. Okay. Maybe you didn't fill their cups to 100. Mm-hmm. But if you put 10 marbles into each of their cups on average, mm-hmm. how many marbles is that? I don't know. Don't make me do math in public. 300. That's, about- my, that's my point. So look, even if you just helped them a little bit and mm-hmm. you gave them 10 marbles of the 100 that they needed and they gave you 100 back, then... You gave, you gave them 300 marbles. So, yes, I agree with you that it was good for you. It helped you and stuff. But I just think you're... I think, is this that you don't value compassion? No. It's that I don't like that you're downplaying what you did. You were. Being, I gained compassion and you don't give a crap about it. That's the no, real issue. I think issue. you changed people's lives by using the compassion. <laughs> I'm so mad at you for being a good person. Uh, so, here here's my one real question about this. Yeah, yeah. Because... I'll, I saw this mostly from afar. You you would share some pictures, videos, and stuff with some friends, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I saw it mostly from afar. Mm-hmm. I also saw uh, I had I had still good communication with you throughout the whole thing, yeah. right? Yeah. 
but from completely afar was me watching. I, I saw, I even saw your kids interacting quite a bit, and they seemed like they were having a good time. The one person that looked like he was struggling this summer was your lovely husband, Seth. So, again, without trying to over Christianize, you've sure. already over Christianized you. Let's not over Christianize Seth. Yeah. How, How'd this conversation go with yeah. Seth where you were like, hey, we're going to bring 30 other kids to live here in this mm -hmm. house? Because um, I have assumptions from looking from the outside, yeah. Yeah. especially from the picture I saw at the end of the summer. <laughs> yeah. So what was uh, what was Seth's? Did he have a choice, first of all? Did he have a choice? On good, whether <laughs> good question. Um, a lot of times. He seemed like the person that would be like, they live here now. And he'd be like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there is this thing in in marriage where it's called like this has to have this is a big deal so it has to have mutual responsibility okay so like if one person just goes and buys a car and then that car breaks down or what the it somehow costs you a bunch of money the other person's like really mad or sad about that you know right so there are these things that you do that require mutual responsibility this is the thing that we are entering into together because it's going to get hard and we can't blame anyone right so like for example deciding to adopt like Okay, this is how I feel the Holy Spirit leading me, but it does uh, that we, we really need to be led together. But the force is leading him, so they didn't agree <laughs> and that they, time. They fist bumped. <laughs> but I um a, a lot of times so to answer, so it is a because it is a complicated answer. Because does he share the same like not even just gifting, but like charge. Does he share the same charge to love these kids? No, he doesn't. Like he is very much at work from a lot of hours, especially with a new job that is very um, demanding. And so it largely fell on me and my responsibility, but it very much affected his home and where he came home after that very um, demanding job with long hours. So there were times that we had to communicate well about either needing a break or um from each other <laughs> we were on a break <laughs> but he very much understood the assignment and recognized that it was important and that it was my charge so i think we did a good job throughout so essentially the summer. treated you what i'm this isn't what happened but what i'm hearing is so i want mm -hmm. you to clarify mm -hmm. what i'm hearing is this is what parents do with kids and puppies they're like, I'll get you a puppy, but you have to do all of it. You uh, have to feed it yeah. and take it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit. Because it's like his charge is this new job that mm -hmm. he's been given. And yeah. so I didn't have any expectations of, you need to help me with these kids. You know, you need to help. I didn't have that. And then it was, and then he was like, I understand that this is your charge and I can't get in the way of that. And so um, it wasn't always easy, but we understood each other's assignment and that was really important to the harmony of it all so there was a picture at the end of the summer when when mostly all the kids had gone back to their houses they yeah. weren't, you know, there weren't extra kids and it was just like your your family uh-huh there's a picture of Seth <laughs> sitting at the head of the table and all you and all the kids are like playing on the table and having yeah. fun yeah. and he looks so defeated <laughs> He does. He looks exhausted. His face is like, I mean, I was, it was like this perfect look of, you're kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. Except you're not. Right. Yeah. It was so funny yeah. uh, where uh, there was two things. I was like, one, he does know how to play to the camera a little bit, right? So that no, was, I for figured, sure. I figured it was playing. Oh my 
gosh, he acts too well. If I ever put him in a TikTok, like just to make like some sort of marriage joke, everyone's instantly on his side because he's acted it too well. I'm like, you got to get a smirk in there, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's the reason they're all on his side. <laughs> Not because I'm woohoo. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, there was something that, uh, ironically enough, is something that Anthony and I talked about off air, but we just never got around. We've done two episodes now, mm-hmm. and we just never got around to it. But mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, it's, I think it was uh, providential. The Holy Spirit and the, the, mm. the forest high fives again. Because there was something that he and I talked about. It was a. a, a one of those things where I was like the the initial idea came from his homily when I was up at his parish, mm-hmm. but it you know it's kind of those things where it was like it was one line from his homily that took on its own like a little, little mm, life. I love when that room. happens. Um, and I think it applies uh pretty well to uh to your summer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm gonna talk about Moses, and it will sound like it won't apply for a second, but then I think it will. Okay. So, uh, d- do you know what Moses' name means? There's some names in the Bible that like mm. mean something, right? Yeah. Like, I feel that Protestants are like better at this, where they're like. Jehovah Jireh, and they're like, we know what that means, and I'm just like, oh, I think it's just a cool song. I don't know. Yeah. Know. Like, like, so do you have any idea? Is this one what of those Moses you, means? Yeah. What the word Moses means? I don't. I'm gonna guess freedom. Freedom. <laughs> He's a very American as he was leading Fre- them yeah. to the promised yeah. land. You know, um, Moses's name means I brought him out of water. Mm, so okay. every time, oh yeah, sure. I love when names mean something <laughs> because it's like. Oh yeah, my buddy. I brought him out of water the other day. Was hanging out. Yeah. Like I was like, how did they get around that? Anyway, uh, his name means I brought him out of the water. Okay. Because when he was a kid, you know this part. Yes. Grabbed out of the river by the princess. By the princess, and then uh, my favorite part of the story that I didn't understand when I was a kid, mm. but like they were like, oh yeah, I'm a princess. I don't want to nurse the baby. Let's go find one of these uh, these lo- these lowly ladies nurse baby and it was his mom mm, i never yeah, realized that yeah, like, yeah. I, like i'm remembering those, yeah like, like, it was one of those veggie cool tales things. did that yeah <laughs> well i i don't think they showed the nursing that's a whole another thing um but his name means i brought him out of water because literally as a kid i picked him up out of water let's call him moses and th- but then like later in the story he parts the red sea yeah like so his yeah. name meant yeah. i brought him out uh, of water and then he brought wow yeah the people out of slavery through Amazing. the water yeah. by partying. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that was kind of the initial the initial thought. But then the thing that popped into my head, because uh, there's a part of me that was, again, kind of looking at this story from through a different lens. You know, this is one of the stories that you kind of ignore as an adult because mm. you heard it so much as a kid. Sure. That the, for, for the first time in a, in, a, in a while, I like locked into this story. And I was thinking about, I was trying to put myself into Moses' you know, sandals or whatever. Uh, so I was like, if I was Moses, I was royalty. I was, I, I'm living in, in uh, a castle. I'm the, you know, s- possibly the second in, in line for the throne. Cause we know that the older brother, like the act, the actual son, you know, like they, they adopted Moses. I don't, I don't know how they did with adoption and, yeah, and yeah, hierarchy yeah. or whatever, but like second, third highest person in the, in the kingdom sure. had all the, the better the than money, being stuck the, in a river. I mean, yeah, for real. Um, or living in slavery down the road where he was born right. into, you know, like he had a, he had it pretty good, right? He's, he's he he could have he could have just lived life pretty large, like in Egypt. Like they didn't have air conditioning, but they had like the nicest stuff for the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, lots of marble, uh, gold. You you have lots of marbles. I like that marbles are a theme now. Um, the jokes are just too easy. Uh, so it would have been easier for Moses to stay and be the Egyptian royalty, hmm. but it was better for the people 
mm-hmm. that he not stay as the Egyptian royalty. Mm-hmm. It was better for him to answer God's call and mm-hmm. say, uh, actually, you need to, uh, you, you're going to exile yourself for, for many, many decades. And then you're going to come back and you're going to tell your brother that you grew up with, who is now Pharaoh. Yeah. Actually, yeah. The, the, how you made all of this wealth, I'm going to need them. Yeah. And we're going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been way. He could have been sitting right there next to his brother. Yeah. With, you know, women feeding him grapes. That was the height of luxury back in the day. I keep hearing. Apparently. That. I'm like, I'm like, we have AC and I'm like, I don't know. I can feed myself like that's. I don't, I've never understood it. I'm like. Oh, a woman fed me grapes. That's just not, not a thing. Hard. Just not a thing for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, now, the big if leaf fanning. Mow my, oh, if y'all want to oh, do yeah. that, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but it would have it would have been easier for him and like nicer for him if yeah. he would have stayed. But it was better for the people and ultimately better for him. Like, yes, he. Be- but, but it was way harder. Mm-hmm. Like Moses' life is hard. Mm-hmm. Like from beginning to end. From beginning, he, he was, uh, you know, pushed down a river uh and then he he killed a guy self-exiled himself had to go to his brother who's the probably the most powerful person in the world at the time and be like hey uh you need to give us a people hearing no and then having to be part of plagues Mm -hmm. like i don't think we think about that like like he grew up with these people and now like i got goosebumps think about it i've never really thought about this part where it's like the all the babies who died the first born babies who died in the last plague he probably knew a lot of those parents. Hmm. Like that's it's a hard ask. Mm-hmm. It's a hard ask for him to do. But it was better for other people that he do it. It yeah. was better so that the Israelites could be freed. And like even the end of his life, I get mad all the time about the you know like he didn't get to go to the Holy Land because he mm-hmm. tapped a rock twice. You know, like mm-hmm. his life was way harder. Yeah. Once he left, but it was better for other people. And like, I, I think there's still part of me that's like, was it better for him? I because like. Yeah. Egyptian royalty sounds kind of nice, you know, but it, it was 100% definitely better for other people yeah. that he did what he was supposed to do. So I, I'm, I'm looking at your situation and I was like, I don't think it was best better for you. I don't think this summer was great for you. It was hard. I can yeah. tell that it was hard, yeah. but it was definitely better for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was better that you did that. And you answered that call. And so uh, you're like Moses. So if you see a rock, do not tap it twice. Don't do it. Do not. <laughs> I have, um, it's interesting. So that makes me think of a couple of things. One of, one of them is that I said this phrase to a girl who was living with us and she, um, was able to get a scholarship while she was living with us to go play basketball at a division one junior college. Whoop, whoop. Super awesome. Um, was so grateful to be able to give her space to just exhale and regroup and um, help her get a few things done to do that. She was terrified to go do it. And she said, I am so afraid to leave y'all. And my grandpa always said that ships are safe in the harbor, but it's not what ships were built for. Oh, yeah. And so I was able to say that to her and to tell her that there is nothing greater than using your gifts and and being able to actually be put to work. There is something um, inherently rewarding about the ways that God has has gifted us that that's not exhausting, that's actually energizing, that is life-giving if we are using it for the better of his people. 
And I think a lot of times we can flip through a catalog of gifts and choose the ones that we think are the sexiest and we can go to bed depleted by all the wrong things because we're insisting that we are gifted in this certain way and that is not so. You're just making yourself tired and you're making other people really grumpy with your mediocre outfit, right? But when you are truly doing- Mediocre, I like that. And, uh, an extra syllable came out. <laughs> I was on a roll too. Just, um, but- um, when you're re when you have really tapped into what God has gifted you to do, not only are other people served, but you are energized. And so, um, I think that it's, we're all made to work. And if we weren't like, if bodies weren't made to work, if creativity wasn't made to be, um, you know, output, then what was, what's it there for? What's the point? So, um, thank you for that. Um, but I think that Moses in using leadership skills was probably pretty fulfilled. I compared myself to Jesus and you to Moses. We don't have high <laughs> feelings about ourselves at all. Uh, I did hear you say something there just to go back to my first complaint. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, these are the words that you have said. Yes. You said that, uh, you know, that is energizing for you when you match your gifts with what you're good at. Mm-hmm. So why didn't you come do the show? You're really good at this. So that's my first complaint. Secondly, earlier in today's show, you said there are, uh, you think falsely that there are 20 people in a room that could give a talk uh, the same way you can. Yeah. There are not 20 people that can co-host this show. I promise you. Uh, you've looked. <laughs> yeah. We have tried, my guys. <laughs> there are not 20 people. You know what there are? Th there's about six that I feel comfortable doing this show with. So, uh, be nice to them. Uh, no, <laughs> that's no fun. Uh, so I, as, as, as I'm very proud of you for your summer, but I'm still a little like, you know, a little slighted. You know what? You're good at this too. Stop leaving me. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Well, fine. Fair enough. Seth's I... not going to complain about his summer. I will complain on behalf of Seth. Not for Seth's stuff, but for my stuff. Incessantly. <laughs> incessantly and loudly. Yes, good. Incessantly. Well, I here I am. Here I am, Lord. Taylor. Send me. Now you're now we now you've switched to a different prophet. A, a different great prophet from the Old Testament. All right. Uh well don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll talk about my summer. You see how nice I was? We talked about your summer the whole the time. The whole time. I only talked about my stuff. I only interjected my stuff like six times. So now we're gonna talk about my summer. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Surprise, everybody. I'm not Taylor, but I am here to tell you that ForteCatholic.com slash retreats is the place you need to visit. I've been on one of these retreats. It was an amazing time. I got closer to God. I got closer to a bunch of men that uh, some I knew, some I didn't. But it was a great opportunity to get away, to relax for four days with some dudes that all want to grow in their faith with the same culture that Forte Catholic provides. Uh, Taylor tells me that if you're a woman, you're allowed to go on this retreat September 28th through October 1st. And if you're a man, October 26th through 29th is the one you want to attend. Don't get those mixed up. That'll be awkward for everybody. But certainly... Go visit the website, ForteCatholic.com slash retreats, and sign up. You won't regret it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Jemima Sullivan. I uh, would like to talk to you about my summer. Okay. And reveal something that I've only revealed to a few people. Privately. I'm ready. This, I, I have wanted to say this on the last few shows. Okay. But uh, it's been mostly dudes, and I didn't want to have this conversation with a dude. Okay. Because I, I think it's more awkward. 
with a dude. Uh, now, Liv was on, but it was her first time back on in a year, so I didn't want to make it about me, you know. You only were gone for a month, so I felt like it was okay to make your Perfect. your summer about me. <laughs> that Perfect. was that But I, I've been waiting for you to come back to talk about this. Okay. Because I feel like um, I feel like you know about this more than I ever knew about this. Okay. This summer, here's the real the revelation. Mm-hmm. All summer, mm-hmm. I had mono. Like the the junior high, you know, the thirteen year old girl. Yes. Mono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Did you get it a fun way? I don't think so. <laughs> There's no telling. <laughs> There's no telling how I got mono. <laughs> I have a question about mono. Okay. Is that a real diagnosis, or is that just what we name something that just goes on and on forever that mystifies us? No, it's real. So uh, it's it's a, a real thing that they can test for in blood. That's okay. what they did for me, right? Oh, so wow. Here's the story of what I thought happened, and I think. Uh, both are embarrassing somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually think I got the lesser embarrassing of what I thought I had. So uh, the irony of all of this is that I thought I had hepatitis A, which you've probably heard the word. It's more, it's grosser than you think. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty gross. <laughs> this is what, uh, but yeah, we know that I don't know medical stuff. I don't That's know. I don't years. know what hepatitis uh, is either, except so that it's bad. The irony is, Anytime I try to do something good for my health, I get screwed. Like, that's just, it's just how it works. You know, I try to lose 10 pounds, I gain 20. Like, that's just how my life goes, you know? So uh, I was, you know, trying to, I had, over the, like, fall and spring, I had lost 10 pounds. I was like, great, this is, this is awesome. I want to keep losing weight. The next thing that I was adding to my, like, weight loss regimen was I'm going to do meal replacement shakes. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm a meal replacement. Shake. So you know, uh, frozen fruit, uh, a little bit of like uh, like juice, just to like because I would make them and it'd be like ice cream. Yeah, you know, yeah. The juice just yeah. kind of even it up. Thin it out. Yeah. Um, yogurt and uh, protein powder. So I would have that, yeah. and like I would eat that whenever you know. Sometime whenever I, essentially when I started getting hungry when I woke up. So like any, anywhere from like ten to one p.m. Mm-hmm. or ten a.m. to one p.m. And then like I'd have lunch at like three or four. So like my first like actual meal would be yeah. pretty late, right? And then I'd eat like my second meal. Later mm-hmm. at night and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I had been doing this for months, and then the fruit that I was using got recalled. Like, hey, we've had hepatitis in this for months. It got recalled, and like the primary symptoms of that are exhaustion, your stomach's messed up, and um, something else. Oh, it, it affects your your liver your liver right so i didn't really notice much the first thing i started noticing was that like i if i would drink like i'm not drinking i essentially don't drink at home anymore but like when i go out i'll I'll have a couple of drinks right okay uh i would have one drink like one one whiskey or one beer or one wine yeah and i would feel terrible terrible like we joked about the liver earlier right like yeah the irony is my mind wasn't working like all summer immediately or so this was before i knew i was sick yeah so like before i was exhausted before my stomach was messed up like i i was just like what like it happened one time like a lot of times like when i host trivia i get to drink sure. for free. yeah so like I, you know I, I'll, I'll have a couple of drinks there right and i would drink like in a normal night i maybe have three over the course of three hours right and i felt terrible so then at the next time i'm like i'm not gonna drink and then the next time i was like i'll just have a wine and even after like one wine or one, be- and like maybe I'd have one beer out every time. I f- I've never been hungover in my life, and I had like hangover symptoms. Like that night, though, like not the next day. Like okay. I would drink yeah, yeah, at yeah. eight, and by nine thirty, I feel like crap. So bad. So like, I didn't know what was going on, and I so I like, then the recall happened, and I was like, oh, like 
hepatitis messes with your liver. That's probably what's going on. So I just stopped drinking alcohol, period. Yeah. But for months, I was eating the fruit. The irony is, I'm doing all this setup. I didn't have hepatitis. But so that, I knew what I had. It's one of those things that like, I knew what I had, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it went on for months. So it was like a bell curve, right? So the primary thing this summer was exhaustion. Yeah. Um, like, and it was like on a bell curve. So like at the beginning of it, when I didn't really know what was going on, I was like, I would just be like knocked out for a day. Yeah. Like where like on a random Thursday, I have work to do. And I like could not do it. Yeah. I would be in bed all day. The next day I'd be fine. And then yeah. the next week was like two days. The next week was four days. The next week was like the whole week uh. where like I couldn't do my work. I, I couldn't record the show. I couldn't edit. Like, yeah. like uh, Sarah, our new employee, just like carried us through the summer. Oh, because like gosh. I couldn't do crap. Um, and like at the height of it was like a week. So they say there's like these periods of of mono and like when kids get it because mostly it's it, it's called the kissing disease, right? I, like I've been with one woman my entire life, like yeah. like, like it's not the, so the, the, like I finally went and got I'm I'm at like the worst of it. I went and got tested and they're like you have mono, and I'm like I didn't know that was allowed. Were you know getting that. tested for? Was that your idea? So I, I I went to the I went to the doctor and I was like I thought it was hepatitis they tested for hepatitis and i didn't have it and then i told her my symptoms she was like you might have mono which was like it took a second visit because she's like what 33 year old fat bald guy gets mono it's literally called the kissing disease you get it's it's like chicken pox i didn't know this. you get it once when oh. you're a kid and then you're done for your life right? i didn't so know like, that either my cousin who was the cool kid growing up uh -huh. you know like you know he he, he, yeah. he was he had more mono than, the, than the fun way yeah he, yeah he, he, he got mono and it was like a stamp of like i'm the man you yeah. know and i'm like I'm a bored fat white guy and I got it at 33. So like you get it from saliva. That's why it's called the kissing disease. So it's like I drank after somebody or the kid sneezed in me or, or like uh, who, so, yeah. nobody knows. Nobody knows. I can guarantee you what it wasn't having fun when I was a teenager. That was when I was supposed to get it. <laughs> so bad. Oh, that's the worst story. So there, there have been multiple times this summer. So there was one week that I missed. I never miss a week. And I just couldn't do it that week. Yeah. There have been other times this, this this summer where I hope you guys enjoyed the show because there were some weeks this summer where all I did was record the show. Yeah. And like did nothing else. Yeah. Did none of the rest of like my 40 hour work week like this. Yeah. Was, so I hope you liked it because this is my gift to you. <laughs> well, it's funny when you were complaining earlier about <laughs> that, the. I the, love that. Which that, time? That, that, yeah, that could be used as an audio drop every five minutes. <laughs> Where when the co-hosts are, when you're like baffled by the co-hosts need to like, hey, I need a break. One thing that I don't think that you consider is how diligent of a worker you are. You are so dedicated to your timeline and your when things are going out and so there's there's that like not everybody holds that um you know really strict timeline that you do and so i would imagine that Successful that was probably well maybe but like <laughs> i guess what i mean you know what maybe what i'm saying is that you don't have a boss standing over you making you do it and so that's why i'm so because i i kind of like a boss i kind of need a boss um no you don't I, I you know, not, I know you're right. I've tried to do it. I know. And that's when you get mad well, at me. I don't like you as a boss, but <laughs> if someone is like a hey, I need good help producing leader, this, but I don't want you to but produce don't it. Don't tell me what to yeah, do. I, I, like, like this from the office. I want a boss, but like, 
don't boss me around. Like, yeah. I want you to lead me when I want to be led. That's yes. That's no, <laughs> but you do not have a boss. There's no one standing over you. There's no one making you adhere to any timeline. So there will be times with my own show where I'm like, Taylor, nobody cares. And you're like, it like it makes you crazy. So because I know it works, I, yeah, and I see right, the numbers right. drop when you take know, six weeks I, off. I I'm right. Like, I <laughs> know. And so you care so much. Like you are so dedicated, and I think that it makes you just a little bit crazy when other people aren't as dedicated as you. But it is unique. Yeah, you couldn't give me an hour. Meanwhile, I'm dying and still giving these people you're, a show. You're <laughs> dying of mononucleosis. That whole word just came to me. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. You yeah. didn't know it was real. And now you know the scientific yeah, I, it just, definition. It just popped in. My 13-year-old self remembered. So my question, the reason I want to talk to you about it is uh, the last time you were on the show, yeah. many, many weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about uh, some of your dating life and some of the times mm. you were having some fun. Yes. So my question is, did you have mono when you when you were supposed to get I mono? I have never had mono <gasps> and I cannot believe I didn't get it from you. How good of a story would that have been? No, no. You don't realize what you just said. That would have been a terrible story. <laughs> We can't do that. It's clearly the spit swap <laughs> happening here. Um, that would have been, we would have never talked about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been a, a secret forever. Um, yeah, no, I've never had it. That surprises me. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're supposed to get it in those. You know, those I are, got a lot of kissing action as a as a teenager, I know, too. You should, I, you, I did not. <laughs> you should have gotten mono. I'm surprised. I legitimately thought I was waiting for you so that you could share your mono story. You no, don't I don't. I don't story. have one. I had chronic tonsillitis. Somehow it's just not near as entertaining. I did too. I had, they had to. Did you get them out? Oh, yeah. How old were you? Uh, 23. <gasps> I was 18. Is it not terrible as an adult? It was the worst week of it's my life. It's horrible. It was the worst week of my life. I, I was um, not prepared. Best weight loss. I lost 18 pounds in I, seven yes, days. Same. I lost, like, so they, they, I lost 17 and did not have it to lose. They were, uh, I did. <laughs> I was fine. I, I was in high school. The worst, was... one of the worst things in my life. Nice, very nice man at church. But so I look le- like, I legitimately, they're like, oh, you can drink water. After. I couldn't. No, drink you water. can't. You can't I, swallow. I it's the swallowing water. action. So seven days where I didn't, I went seven days without eating food. Yeah. On on this on the seventh day, God rested. On the seventh day, Taylor ate a burger. I said, "This is going <laughs> down. Burger. It's going oh down. I don't, I don't care." And I, I ate it like bun first, and then just the meat, and then just bun. But like. It was great. It was like Hawaiian soft bread. Oh, so good. Uh, but I sorry, I'm picturing you blending a burger and it's making gross. me. I know. I, I know. I terrible. ate it like a human person. Yeah. It didn't have hepatitis. Just gonna in my rip blender. those like, scabs off. Uh, gross. So gross. Uh, a guy complimented me the first day. So like again, dedicated to my job. Dying, dying. Like this. The literally the seventh day, I was like, I have to eat because the next day I'm leading a group of teens to Steubenville Conference. Uh-huh. So like, I still can't talk. I still can't oh. like do anything. And I show up to the first day for Steubenville. And I, like that, you know, there's all the kids and all these people. And the guy's like, you look great. And I was like, <laughs> I, I said the same word that I said when I got shocked before yes, the show. You know, yes. I was like, I've, I've been trying to die for a week. Exactly. Um, oh, it's the worst. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I had mono. We don't know how I got it. Uh, I, I mean, my kids like sneezing into my mouth. So maybe, maybe one of them had it from school. I don't know. I don't Felicity know. can come sneeze in my mouth. <laughs> She, my she, baby she girl. Does. Um, okay, so that, that's the story. I thought it was going to be more entertaining. With you. Sorry. I, you, I thought you had a more entertaining life than I did. Let me go contract it somewhere. <laughs> is it over, by the way? Like, <laughs> how do you know it's gone? Yeah, What's so, the... so when you get it as a kid, there's like, it's usually like a month long thing. But I, now that I've, I, I had it for nine weeks. 
I had it for two months. Like where I was just like knocked out for like the whole summer, right? Which was interesting because last summer was like really stressful because it was the it was a big transition time in our life. Like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh Sam got her first job. So mm-hmm. she had been a stay-at-home mom for 10 years and she was getting her first job. And so I was like, you know, with the kids all summer for the first summer mm-hmm. for the first time. And it was, you know, it was just kind of a hard like adaption period. And then we had our our tough spring. So we were both looking forward to like a relaxing summer. And like to be fair, I did lay in my bed a lot this summer. It just, it's just wasn't not what you had in mind. Yeah, not what I had in mind. So uh, I missed a lot of fun stuff. Like there are multiple times where I was like, because it would just come and go. I'd feel fine. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. And it would happen at like two o'clock in the Like afternoon. the unpredictability. And then it, I feel bad for you, like not knowing for so long what it was because there's power in naming things. And you're like, oh, it's this thing. And now I know a little bit about what to expect. And so the the, the, the weird thing was, is that there was only like a week of that. In like the nine weeks that I was sick, there's only a week that I didn't know what was going on. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Yeah, 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 for the first half. Oh, right, right, right. But right, it right. was the same. Right. It yes. was the same. It was the same symptoms. Right. Right. Where it was primarily fatigue. Don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Uh, your stomach might be messed up a little bit, but primarily it was just like you're not going to have any energy. Right. Yeah. That's the big thing. I've never been that fatigued in my life, and um, so so yeah, I think I would have gone crazy if I didn't know what was going on. But it, for whatever reason, yeah, thinking I had hepatitis. Helped, right, right, right. You know? like, so <laughs> shocking perhaps to listeners (laughs) um, is that I think I heard you complain twice. Two times. When? Just when I was here. I mean, you know, I was here some. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was here some. I think I heard you say you were tired two times. Yeah. You were sick all summer and did not complain. Mm -hmm. Just just, shocking to me. I thought you'd be really loud. I was about- like, I've complained more than twice on today's episode. I didn't know what you were talking about. There was no context for my complaint. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I just, I can't believe you weren't louder about being, I don't know, exhausted it was and just, miserable. It was just weird. It was a weird thing. I, I got a big part of it is uh, my uh, my vocal coach in college. Mm-hmm. She always, because I went into one rehearsal or uh, one uh it was like a performance. It wasn't the final performance, but it was like a like kind of a mid semester performance. And I went in and like my voice was sh- shot because I was sick. I had like a sinus infection or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I go up and like part of it is like they're not just training us how to sing, but they're training us how to like part of the training was this is how you carry yourself. This is how you mm. like you walk in with all the confidence yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and th- this is where I kind of learned that lesson of like. Um, I walked in and I looked bad and I sounded bad. And like, I knew my performance was going to be bad. And like, it was one of those things where like, they understand that people get sick. They're all professionally trained singers. They've all been sick before they get it. But the main, like they did not give me a bad grade because I sounded bad. They gave me a bad grade. Cause I walked in and I said, I'm sick. This might not be the, the best that I can do. Wow. And yeah. they were like, you walk in and you own it. Yeah. Just do it. Even if it doesn't sound good, you walk yeah. in, you walk in with confidence and you don't tell people. Yeah. So it's one of those things that like, I don't like telling people, all the yeah. time. Now, now we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, do I make exceptions? Sure. But I don't like telling people like I'm going through this now. Mm-hmm. I like going through it. And, and then, then like, yes, hey, I have a friend like happened. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Me. <laughs> well, she doesn't let people journey with her though. So there's kind of that. I don't know. Well, I, 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 get get I, I get I, it. I, I, let, I let the people that were still in my life this summer journey with me. <laughs> Fine. Um, it was one of those things. I probably told five people, but there was, a, there was a few people. I was like, I don't like, I was like, I don't know if I've told you this. But it might explain some things. Yeah. <laughs> like I had Ron Olson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. We're, we're going to, uh, since we didn't get a fun uh, story for you, we're going to close with this. We're going to close with sports because I do like talking sports with you. Okay. Um, your son is playing 
football again. He broke his he broke his arm last season. It's been fun to watch his highlights. So yes. you've been there watching his games. He's a big high school kid now. Yes. Um, you and I talked before. We, we, we uh, accidentally talked about track earlier just because it's all my mind every single day and no one else cares. Uh, but <laughs> um, we, I think it was you and I talked during the track season about uh, positive and negative reinforcement. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Especially from a coach or a parent. Sure. Somebody, anybody who has like a coaching role in their life. Motivator. Right? Yeah. And I, um, I like positive and negative reinforcement from somebody that I trust. Kind of the whole like I, yes. I want to be led thing, where it's like even if my kids don't like the positive or negative reinforcement, like I know when it works for the most part. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, sure, I'm still learning, but like I, I know. But what I do not like, what I cannot stand, mm-hmm. is when people who haven't. You have not earned the role, the the right yeah. in that person's life to yes. be the person that gives negative reinforcement. For sure, right? So, like, I'm we're gonna talk about baseball. So, uh, the the Philadelphia Phillies. You've heard of them? I have, indeed. Trey Turner. Have you heard of him? Have you I heard have of Trey not. Turner? Okay. So, uh, Trey Turner, he's he's a very good baseball player, and like like I, I'm an Astros fan, so I knew who he was because like um, uh, we had played him in, in big games and stuff. But like he yeah. really broke out for me. Like I'm a casual baseball fan. Like I'm an Astros fan, but I'm not like right. a huge MLB fan. Yeah. But like he really broke out in the World Baseball Classic this past year. Okay. Where like me, a casual baseball fan, is like, oh, like Trey Turner is one of the best players in the league, right? He's so because he's a great. Uh, hit, is hitter. primarily hitter, but uh-huh. just kind of all around. He's 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 one of those. They call him five tool guys. I can do it all. They can do cool. all the things. Yep. So, so he signed this big contract. I want to say it was like three hundred million dollars, something like that. I don't have the contract detail. I looked it up now. I forgot because you know, yeah, uh, my brain's still foggy. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, he signed this massive contract for the Phillies, and Philadelphia is known as like one of the hardest cities to play like their fans are they're they're very passionate but they're yes. also very philly right yes. so uh-huh. um it's always known as a hard place to play as an opposing player sure but um i saw something about a month ago let's see what was it a month ago yeah it was about a month ago that um he was getting booed mm-hmm. he was not having a great season he signed this huge contract mm-hmm. uh nine nine months ago was not having a good season mm-hmm. he's so now he's not getting booed at away stadiums mm. like the Astros always do because mm-hmm. they're, you know, their whole thing. Um, he's getting booed by his home crowd. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, like. So I am a fan of negative reinforcement or negative feedback yeah. to help somebody. But that's one, that's not helping. How, how do you think that's going to help him? And two, the fans haven't earned the right like a coach. A coach can be hard on him if he's in a slump. I, I don't know, Trey Turner. I don't know how I would coach him. But I know that I've coached kids that, like, sometimes if they're Knowing in a slump, their you have to be positive. Yeah. Other kids, you kind of have to be negative. Like, totally. you're, you're better than this. You need to be better. Wake up out of your crap and let's go. I've yeah. literally said that to kids. And then that Nick me- Saban is hard on his players yes. when they're winning. Right. You know? Yeah. Because he knows that when they're beating, you know, UL Monroe 65 to 3, it's not going to be as easy next week when they're playing a real football yeah. team, you know? Um, incredible stat, though. They. They booed him for a while, right? And then the rest of the sports world was just like, screw you guys. Like, y'all need to stop. Stop treating him like that. So, like, it became this whole thing of, like, okay, Philly, like, uh, almost every, if you, a lot of NFL players got, especially black NFL players got uh, interviewed. Like, what's the hardest place to play? Philly. Because the fans say not very nice things, right? (laughs) If you've seen the Jackie Robinson movie, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Um. But people are like, you can't do this to your own guy, especially when he's in a slump, right? So here's the crazy stat. So in 107, um, in 107 games, this was, 
it takes a while to know that you're in a slump, right? Or for anybody to know you're in a slump. So over 107 games, he only hit nine home runs. I already told you, he's one of the best hitters in the league, right? Hit nine home runs in a 107 games. They're all booing him probably towards the end of that 107 games, right? The whole sports world gets onto Philly. I got goosebumps. What do they do the next game? They give him a standing ovation when he comes up to the plate. As essentially like, we as a city are apologizing to you. Wow. Which I have goosebumps. It's such a special moment, right? Because we're, we're all hating on them for a while. And I just can't imagine what was going through his head. He signs this massive contract. He know. He, I'm shocked. Most superstar athletes know that they're not playing well. Like, of course. When I know I'm not at my best, I guarantee you I'm the number one person that knows it. Yeah, I don't need somebody. No else one to is say more like, frustrated than <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they give him a standing ovation. This is crazy. 107 games. This season. I already season, know it's coming. Nine home runs. Mm-hmm. 26 games. He's hit 11 more. <laughs> so now he has 20. In 107 games, he hit nine. In the last month, he's hit 11. Wow. Positive reinforcement, my guys. Stop being a jerk. <laughs> wow. It's awesome. I love that story so much. Yeah. It, it, it like one, it gave me hope that like uh it was a story that bothered me at the beginning because I'm like, you haven't just you haven't earned the right to to do this. And I am super surprised that Philly fans are really any fan base. Like I got in a, a baseball argument today because people hate the Astros because of the cheating scandal. And I'm like, oh my guys, like it's okay to be mad in 2017. We're in the year of our Lord 2023. We've won another World Series. Right. And we have the best yeah. season in the league. And yes. guess what? They're having their best seasons. Yes. You know what they're not doing? Cheating. Because everyone's staring at them every play. Right. Like, we're just better. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I got in this argument with people uh, uh, of all this kind of stuff. Like, you can be negative about that kind of stuff. But, I, but like, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. When somebody attacks the Astros, I'm not going to let let off. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that the Philly fans let off. I am too. I'm shocked that they heard like like not, not just bashing Philly fans, but any group of people. Because yeah. like I'm I'm like with the Astros. I'm going to defend the Astros till the till the cows come home, yeah. right? But I'm surprised that they heard something and they were like, "This isn't working." And like, what ultimately do they want? They ultimately want him to be hitting well. Yeah. So they changed their tactics and it worked. Right. Good for them. Changing your mind is such a humble thing. And I'm reminded of this and I didn't know I was going to say this. So I don't know if this is accurate or not, or if it's even real or a myth, I don't know. But like in this African village, when someone misbehaves or when someone does something wrong, they, instead of keeping them out and, and punishing them, they are invited in to a circle into the middle of a circle where the whole community gathers and tells them wonderful things about themselves. And so in an effort to say, Hey, that thing that you did, that's not who you are. This is who you are. And we're going to remind you who you are. And it's a little bit counterintuitive instead of like, you know, shutting out and punishing it's encouraging. And I, what a wonderful thing to like realize as a whole collective city that it's when we empower and support that change is actually made. That was a perfect setup for today's surprise. You don't know this, but Catherine, Father Anthony, and Liv are all here. They're, we're going to surround you and tell you a bunch of good things about you skipping that out on me all summer. That was actually really mean for a second. I'm like, oh, really? Oh my gosh, you did that for my birthday? <laughs> Your birthday. It's on Friday, I think, or is, something. Is it really? Yeah. So this has already come out. Happy birthday, Happy Allison. birthday! What are you, like 49? I don't know. I, I always have to ask that. I think you're... I, I think, think I'm 46. Am I 46 or 47? Oh, I thought you were young 40s. I'm 46. I was joking. 
You thought you were insulting me. Wait. It was actually accurate. Wait, 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 wait. You know what year you graduated high school. Okay, I was born in 77. So I'm I'm 46. Okay, I I turned 34 this year. Okay, 46. I didn't realize you were in your... Post 45, 40. I, I know people get, I know. people argue about mid to late, but like, I, I don't have a mid. Like, I'm like er, early and late for me, like before yeah. five and then after. Yeah, five. no, no. I didn't realize true. you were in your mid to late 40s. I don't know. It's weird. That's crazy. It's weird for me too, honestly. I, I feel, I feel 34. I, I turned 34 in a couple months. Um, so I, We've made this joke bef- you know, before about how like I'm the youngest person on the show and I look like I'm the oldest person on the show. You know, uh, I saw a church uh, that was uh, just posted today. Uh, I wish I remember who it was. Oh, uh, it, was, it was on Twitter. She posted a picture of a Presbyterian church. In, like, she was visiting a beautiful Presbyterian church, kind of like uh, we talked uh, at length about Father Anthony's beautiful church, kind of like that. And it was built in 1889. Hmm. I was born in 1989. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was 100 years before me. And I, I was so mad because I was like, I turned 34 this year and that church looks younger than me. <laughs> Has more upkeep. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't get hepatitis when it tries to make shakes. <laughs> it's so annoying. So annoying. I'm just, just so defeated, man. Like, so I don't know if I, never, I'm like, well, we'll close with this. Oh, we're not no, close with this. No, never I'm, ending uh, show. That, that's why we were doing it with, with Trey. But like, that, it made me so mad. I was losing weight. I was doing so good. And like, I couldn't do it. I gained the 10 pounds back this summer because I couldn't move. So mad. There's so much life left, Taylor. You're not done. That was just a a, a blip in the whatever. Blip you're going to get back at, back at it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to start. Oh, Hey, I don't know how to close this show. Hey, but I'm, now trying I know. To, I'm trying to get rid of some weights. I can bring some weights. Let's lift weights. We're supposed to do yoga. We are. So we were supposed uh, to do it this summer, weren't I, we? We were. Yeah. And then you left. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting back at it. I we'll we'll close with this. You don't know this. But we don't are gonna tease do a, me. we are gonna do a yoga video uh where we wherein we will talk about Catholicism and yoga and then we will do you will push me through yoga. We're gonna do it right here. We're gonna get on it's the floor. It's gonna we'll, be a great time. Uh, I have mics. It's gonna it's gonna be great. Uh but we'll close with this. Even while you were gone, even uh, even as I felt abandoned by you, I wasn't mad. No, you weren't. You were nice, but I felt abandoned. Um, And even as I felt abandoned, in your time, there's somebody who's listening right now that I got into an argument with about yoga, and I defended yoga as hard as I've ever defended it, solely because you're my friend. (laughs) I don't really. I don't do arguments, but I'm like any attack on yoga is attack on Allison. So I defended you to a T. So that's a little tease. We're not going to talk about yoga today because we're done. Uh, but I've been wanting to do this video for a year, and you keep putting it off. So wh- I know whenever whenever you're ready. We're and gonna- I'm actually about to start teaching in the community again. I'm, so it's I'm, a good I'm time not going there. It's we're a good time to privately. do it. I mean, Fair for enough. public consumption, but I'm not going to do it around other people. You've got your they limits. Can watch later. <laughs> All right, well, that's our show. Allison's back. She'll be back next month, hopefully. I'll be back in a week. Never know. See ya! Thank you all for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed it. The irony of right now is like I typically record uh, the commercials way after we record the show. I'm currently uh, in a text argument with Allison right now. So this is just great timing. We had a blast. We're arguing about uh, the bear. 
on uh, on Hulu. I think it's on FX. If you haven't watched The Bear yet, it's just another plug from me and Allison through my phone that she's texting me on right now to watch The Bear. Enjoy your week. Love you guys.